Welcome to the Close Friends No Filter Podcast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Manu. And I'm Laura. And in our experience, nothing spreads faster on social media than rumors about what does and doesn't work on social media. Social media changes fast, and there's no shortage of bad advice, outdated tips and tricks, baseless urban legends, and myths begging to be busted. And that's where we come in. With a combined 25 years in the industry, we're here to help you sift through 10,000 pounds of regurgitated social media BS and get to the truth so you can stop stressing over gossip and start focusing on growing your business. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I think this is our season finale of Close Friends No Filter. I am joined with my close friends, Manu from your social team and Laura from Beastword Social. I'm Stephanie from the Social Media CEO, and we are talking about a topic that I am extremely passionate about today to close things out. And it is all about social media management versus social media strategy. Now, of course, I come from the perspective of a social media service provider, and I know that's not relevant to everyone, but I do think that this is relevant when it comes to, you know, the social media managers of the world and the business owners for a lot of different ways. There's a lot of ways to look at this, but social media management and the difference between social media management and strategy from a service provider perspective is that management is the day-to-day sort of tasky deliverable. It's sort of what I think a lot of clients expect when they're paying a social media manager to kind of take something off their hands. They're like, this is a time-consuming thing. You got to create content or take the content that I give to you and throw it up on on Instagram or throw it on social media, write a caption for it, right? And do a little community management. And then that's what I'm paying you for. And that is kind of the thing for a lot of social media managers. It's the general day-to-day management of staying active and consistent on social. On the flip side of that, there's social media strategy. And in order to make sure that the content we are quote unquote throwing up on any social media platform is actually performing and connecting you with your goals, we need to have some sort of strategy. We need to have KPIs. We need to have benchmarks. We need to have some you know research on your competitors and on your market and your target audience. There's a lot of things that go into being successful on social media where the strategy piece comes in. But I know that's not just an important topic for social media managers. It's also for business owners to know the difference in who they're hiring or the way they approach social media for their own businesses and in order to be successful. So Laura, what do you think about the difference between management? I mean, you're you're doing social media management for clients. So you, you know from both sides. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's super important to make sure everyone is on the same page with what they're getting. Um, Often, and this is something like you have to obviously educate the client on or make sure that you are solving a specific problem that they've communicated that they have. But it can be really easy to like get the two confused and making sure that you are communicating what it is that you're actually doing. Whenever I take sign on a new client, which I don't do too often anymore, um, but we do start with a strategy session. And that's when we are going over like the big picture overview, the goals we're looking at, the metrics we're measuring, what our goal is for being on social media and how that ties back to what they're actually doing for their business. And then of course, the nitty gritty of management is completely different. It's like the actual execution of what it is you've outlined in the strategy that you're hoping to achieve. And what that looks like in the day to day is very different from, you know, a high level overview of a strategy. So I think like, especially with clients, it is really important to communicate that difference and make sure that they're paying for what they actually want and they're getting what they're actually paying for. That can be really important as well. And I do think, you know, especially in this space, and I'm sure you see it as well, is that they're 
there is kind of a blur between what people think management is and what strategy is. So I think it's really good that we're having this conversation so we can clear that up a little bit and make sure people know that there is a difference between a strategist and a manager. Yeah, they can be both. They can be both, but like they're not always and that's the key. Not always, yeah. I think also, I think there's a lot of people that don't realize, especially if you're working with small business clients and people that are new to this and they're learning as they go. Maybe they're a good baker and their business is growing and they need to learn a little bit about the business side or marketing is to remind people that like before any of that, before strategy, before management, you need a goal, right? Like what do you want to accomplish here? And it's not one main goal because I tell people that growing to 10,000 followers is not a goal. Like it's an empty goal. It's not a business goal, you know? Sure, it could be something fun to see that number in there. And I think everybody will be happy about it. But how is that contributing to your overall business goals? And I think when you talk to a client and they're just like, oh, do our social media for us, you just want to grow on Instagram. Like then you have to dig a little deeper and see if, you know, where is the strategy there like what's the plan what what are the goals you want to accomplish the strategy is the plan to accomplish that goal management is the execution of that strategy to accomplish that goal and I think that is a lot like especially like I said if you're talking about very small business or entrepreneurs that are just starting learning and evolving as they go a lot of times they get lost and they don't know what that is so I think putting on paper like what is it that you want you know it's like I honestly show before those little cartoons with the one and now you know those little like what who are you what do they want when do you want it that's actually like those three questions will really help you knowing like what is the goal and then which strategy is going to help you get there yeah well because i think when you're doing a discovery call or if you're on either side the service provider side or the business owner side there's always this like i want to get this off my plate or i know that i need to be there right and so it is the responsibility of the person providing the service to say like you know what am i trying to do and if you're just going to offer social media management and the client has these goals that they haven't like communicated to you that are like underlying the just get these posts up on you know i just want to be consistently showing up on social which is something you just give to a virtual assistant right like if, if you've got the content and you know what you want to say and you just want somebody to get it up on social that's a great job for a va or an intern because you're the one kind of driving it you essentially are the in charge of the strategy and if you hand it off to a social media manager who is not creating that strategy or who does not have like a good solid game plan and all you're really hoping to do is to have them take your content or take your product post and just like pop them up. Anybody can basically do that, right? I mean, some hashtag, a little bit of hashtag research maybe and some copywriting skill. Well, lots of copywriting skill, I'm going to say. A lot of co- yeah, a lot of copywriting skill. But like the, the strategist role, and I think where that becomes a lot more valuable is like you said, you have to have that goal and that plan and somebody to pull that out of you. And not only just one time, but to constantly be reiterating that strategy and changing those deliverables and tasks as the platforms change. But continuously connecting it to the goal that you have or updating the goals and benchmarking those goals and you know refining those goals and always coming back to it's almost like a partnership i look at like a really strong strategist slash manager whether they're offering full service or they're just the strategist creating that game plan for you to hand off to somebody who can execute they're like a partner a co-creator of like here's how we're going to use this tool to get you where you want to go and keep you consistently there and i think there's so much value in that versus the execution not that it's not valuable because it is a time-saving thing to have somebody take that off your plate. But without the roadmap, they're driving completely blind, right? Like they don't know where they're going. So the two are necessary if you're actually trying to get some results.
results. Yeah, and I think with the strategy bit too, like there is the analytics and there's the data that people need to be able to analyze and understand to be able to adjust the strategy. So it's not just like, oh, I adjust the content. It's different than adjust the strategy. You can adjust the content in response to the strategy, but it's not the same thing. Like you're not just in a vacuum changing your content for no reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. A strategist should be, and this is part of our social superlatives program, it's like being data literate, right? Like being able to connect those goals and, and benchmarking those goals along the way and being being able to dig into the back end and insights and say like, this is what's happening. And based on these insights and based on these analytics, I've observed this and these are the changes that I suggest that we make. And sort of, like I said, in partnership always with your client, being able to keep your fingers on the pulse of what's going on. And I don't think a lot of managers have the time, like just a social media manager who's just like inundated. We find this all the time, right? Offering everything and just creating content is a churn. And it's just trying to meet a quota of like the three to four posts per week and the stories, you know, they're just, they lose that ability to discern how changes should be made or they're not looking at the data like they should be and they and they run out of juice to be able to strategize or to be creative right like if you're trying to do all the things it's a really heavy role to carry to try to be both all of the time in your business and so i think there's different ways to go about it a strategist can just do strategy and offer that as like consultation and then someone else is like carrying it out as an executor you can have a full service agency where like there's a strategist or you're the strategist in the creative direction sort of and like you're the one sort of like sending your team out to make those things happen. That's the model I have, yeah. Yeah, that's the model that I had as well. But I've noticed that a lot of social media managers I've come across lately because of the in, you know introduction of reels and things like that, they don't necessarily want to be in charge of the content creation or the heaviness of all of it anymore. They're looking at like specializing and really streamlining. And I think strategy is a thing that you can do very well for clients if your strategies are partnered with either someone on their team who's able to execute or another team that's a manager that's able to just go and make that happen for you. But they're both, I think, required these days to make any sort of ripple on a platform like Instagram. Yeah, and I think also we're talking about the data and data literacy. And I think it's very important to understand what the data means and where to look, right? Because I think a lot of times people look at that data and they're like, oh, we'll do more of this. And are, are they just kind of use it as a, we've done great last month, but we don't use that data to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I mean, putting a report together that just like a screenshots of a bunch of things that happened with no like real indication as how you're going to use that information to move forward. Not a strategic approach, for sure. Like you're just sort of like sending a report because you think that's due, but not using it to inform or not understanding how the information can inform and, you know, improve or refine the thing that you're already trying to do. I think a strategist is taking that information and like synthesizing it and like making meaning of the words and the numbers you're staring at because you can easily send like, and this is something I talk about with my clients is I'll send them a bunch of their, I'll send them a report. And obviously I have notes in the report that explain everything. But if I send them a report and all I'm showing them is like, oh, engagement was down, they're going to be disappointed. But it's like the engagement as we measured it, so likes and comments is down because we had more website clicks and maybe they had a sales. That's actually better. But if all I do is send them a report with a bunch of numbers, I'm doing myself and them a disservice because we're thinking it's not working. Right. And you're also just kind of sharing with them the reality of the situation without any observation or indication on how you plan to change it. Right. Like there's no like no solution to the problem. Yeah. There's no good luck. Yeah. Right. Like I <laughs> 
has always been my thing, even back when I was like in retail management, it was like, don't bring me your problems, bring me your solutions, right? Yeah, so like, I, you know, I'm totally fine with you sharing what's happening, as long as when you come to me with it, you've already figured out how you're gonna like move forward. And that's what I think strategy kind of is, is going like, here we go. I mean, like, you're not always gonna send a report over to a client with like great information, but you're gonna go, here's the information. Yep, and here's how we're gonna move forward because da 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 da, -da and because this will help you, but da 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 like understanding how it always connects back to what you were originally trying to do for them or redefining what those goals are because maybe what you originally thought isn't going to happen in that time and place or with the current way that you're like creating content or the platforms that you're using. So I think it's just, it's more of a fluid role and something that we're always trying to stay educated on and like, try, you know, like try having to tap into the current events of like what's going on with platforms and features and following experts and things. I think that's another whole thing that takes up so much time that if you're inundated with just the day-to-day -day management of it all, it's really hard to step into the role of like making change happen for your client. Because you need that step back to like take a minute, take a breath and like look at everything. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're in the nitty gritty, it is very hard to do that. I struggled with that for a long time before I hired help. And I think a reminder too that is important as well would be to know who you're talking to and make sure that they understand the information you're giving them, especially as it comes to strategy, to, you know, results, return over investment, KPIs, all these metrics that you want them to understand what they mean. Remember that your client hired you for a reason is because they're not an expert on what you're an expert too. So I think one really important thing is not just to use media jargons, like air on the cautious side, explain to people what that is. Don't, under, don't think that they understand every single corner of Instagram. Don't think that they understand every strategy or what those metrics you see on insights mean. I think that's a really big one, especially also like the same way with your audience, whether it's that one client or whether it's your audience on Instagram, right? Like I think a big part of your strategy is knowing to communicate the way they understand it. Because I do feel like there's a lot of social media managers that are focusing on one niche. But let's say that is a niche that maybe is not super advanced on social media or something. But then you go to their page, they're talking about things that other social media experts understand, but their audience doesn't understand or it might not even be relevant to them. You know, I see a lot of that in social media. This episode is sponsored by the Social Media Manager Market. The Social Media Manager Market is an online directory exclusively for, you guessed it, social media service providers. The Social Media Manager Market has curated the most talented social media managers, strategists, digital marketers, and social media agency owners in one place. Not to mention, we source some of the best social media marketing jobs from across the internet. So whether you're a social media manager for hire or a business owner who needs to find someone to handle your social media marketing, the social media manager market is the place for you. Social media service providers who want to attract new ideal clients and job opportunities can choose from three different listing options to showcase your business's unique personality. Get your business listed on the social media manager market and start attracting new opportunities today by visiting www.socialmediamanager.market and save 50% off your listing with coupon code NOFILTER.
Yeah, it's a big thing, I think, for service providers in general to be so focused on their packages and the deliverables within those packages. And they spend all their time talking about the thing they're going to do for the client, right? Like it's how many pieces of content or we're going to make sure that we've got like the right hashtags on it and we're going to write this great copy for you. Blah, blah, blah. And they never really attach it to the benefit for the client. And so like that's where it really comes back to speaking their language, right? Is like being able to sell it is like a whole other skill for somebody who offers a service is being able to say, we do this so that you can meet that goal. We're going to be doing these things so that you can connect more with the kind of client who's going to buy your product. And we're going to make more sales. We're going to get more you know, leads for you this month by doing this and just speaking, like you said, in very simple language. But I think a lot of times people get so hung up on what they're trying to pack into a package or an offer for a client to make it feel like it's valuable. They forget to even just mention what's actually valuable to a client. And that's part of it too. I think with, even with my program, we're, we try to help them put together an offer that they can actually feel confident in selling because they understand what they're saying to the client is a reality they can get for them right instead of just going like i don't know i guess we'll figure it out we'll do it together like they actually know what kind of results they can create because they've been able to do those and replicate those and they understand from a benefit place for the client like what's possible it's a whole world right and there's not to say anything's wrong with somebody who just wants to offer management right there are people who would just want to hide all day and just like not really deal with the strategy they don't want to create graphics they don't want to whatever they just want to be able to like take it put it on very structured execute yeah like just get the job done and then like sign off for the day and not worry about it i think it's just more of a cautionary tale for business owners to say like not all social media service providers are created equal and an influencer is not necessarily a social media strategist or a creator they can be an intern or a va like isn't going to get you the same necessarily result as like a social media strategist how about my niece that loves instagram is on it all the time maybe i don't know her skill set i would have to assess that right i want to hear some of the her information that she's sharing and see her case studies but i mean (laughs) i'll make the decision after that that. But that's that's the thing, right? Being able to back what they're saying by data and to be able to show you proven results and to say like, it goes beyond just scheduling on Instagram or any social media platform. And here's what I've been able to do with clients like yourself. Here's how I've been able to get them X, Y, Z result. And these are the benefits that they see from working with us. And I think that's just a, a different level and caliber of a service provider. And maybe that's what you need and maybe not. Like it just depends on what your your needs are. And I'll say as a consumer or as a person who hires service providers, like my point of view is that I want a specialist. So if I go to someone who does my graphics, I don't want them to be the same person who does my ads and who does this and that and that. I want that person to be an expert because I feel like when they're doing everything, I don't know if they're an expert in what I need. Yeah. I mean, I push specialization hard. I don't think that everybody has to. Like I said, I think that you can kind of build yeah. your, you can have an agency and build with little specialists. And you can have a team, right? yes. But if you're trying to be a one-man show and not like trying to have a big team, then I think specializing is like the way to go for sure. I mean, I work with, you know, paid ads. That's I, I don't want somebody who's a huge agency doing every platform and everything to do my ads on specific platforms. I want them, I know how crazy it is and I want them to be able to focus. You want to go with somebody who's like offering influencer or like collaborator strategy, right? Or you want to hire, like I have a Pinterest team that only does Pinterest stuff and they're in there on Pinterest. All the, I don't try to understand it. I just 
let them do their thing. Twitter is a whole other level, right? Like I think when you have a team that has a lot of specialists, you become more valuable for a client too. So if you're thinking of building an agency as a service provider, it's good. To, if you want to offer all the things, be prepared to have people who can specialize on those different things that clients might require. Otherwise, you're never going to move the needle on like any one thing and keep them on your roster for a long time. The ultimate lesson here is if you're going to outsource this, then being educated on like the person that you're looking to hand this off to, what are your goals for the platform? And can this person reach those goals like through a strategy? Do they have strategy as part of the services that they're providing for you if you're also looking for them to manage? So I would just ask them for case studies. I would ask them for some proof, right? Like results. I know a lot of social media service providers want to share like grids that they put together as like proof. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like showing that I've created, especially if you're creating content, like show these aesthetics, show how you clean the grid up like that's beautiful that's great you made me look on brand and look really great but i want to see behind that i want you to pull back the curtain and say like what did that actually help that client do and from a client's perspective from a business owner like that's what you want to see is like what kind of results does this person have that are related to the kind of things that i'm hoping to achieve on the platform and so if you are a service provider a social media manager i think deciding like if i want to go that route if i want to charge premium prices which is something somebody who's getting those kinds of results can do right like if you can show some ROI if you can help a client and a business really prove that their Instagram is like, or any social platform is like actually helping them move the needle and make a sale or get a new lead or, you know, grow an audience or a newsletter or whatever it is their goals are, you can charge well for that. And that's what within my social superlatives program, we help service providers who have been undercharging and have been trying to do literally everything come in and charge better and do less. Cause like I said, specialize and be able to get like a very specific result for your client. You don't have to be that kind of service provider, but you know, if you do want to, I have a program for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that just being authentic and uh, consistent is not a good strategy that you can sell to a client? If we've learned nothing this entire season, if we've learned nothing from these episodes, right? Yeah, I think that that's pre pretty much the case. So working with someone who can be a partner with you, I think businesses who want, maybe it's like the new era of social media, right? Like if you want results on social media or some, on Instagram, we have to approach it totally differently than like what we have seen or what we're hearing and create something very custom. All of us do, right? We all have a very custom approach to it. And what a strategist can help you do if you don't have the time to or the knowledge and information is to help you build that customized approach that is very specific to your end result. That might be the way to go, right? Is to work with somebody who has that strategy background. Yeah, strategy matters. Strategy matters. So thanks for coming to my TED Talk, guys, um, about management. <laughs> oh, you're strategy. the master about this. Yeah, so. I appreciate it. And um, there we go. We've just wrapped up a full first season of Close Friends No Filter. And we appreciate everyone who has listened or left, you know, feedback for us and reviews and shared it on social media. And we are just so elated, I think, to have this new way to connect with everyone and to be able to like spend all this time with each other. Yeah. So Thank you, Manu and Laura, also for being yeah. my conspirators. Thank you, Steph. So fun. And let's remind everybody to connect with us at Close Friends No Filter on Instagram. Yeah, please come say hi. Come hang out with us. And yes. we will be letting you know probably via Instagram when the next season is going to come out. So just stay tuned for that. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Close Friends No Filter podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share it with your close friends. And make sure to follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can learn more about each of us, submit your questions or new episode ideas, or just say hi by heading to www.closefriendsnofilter.com or by following us on Instagram at closefriendsnofilter.com.